Hey guys, it's Mr. 50. I'm just doing a quick disclaimer before this episode starts. This was actually originally recorded in 2018. That's, it gets mentioned in the episode. It just has a lot of cool stories with the old friend, so I thought I'd uh, play the, the entire episode. So here it is. <laughs> Welcome to House of 50. My name is William Service. And I'm Jeremiah Wicks. Dude, how long have we been trying to get a podcast started? Trying and... Uh, would you say that we failed? We failed. <laughs> the political one was a failure. Uh, yeah, that was a huge fucking failure. You want to you wanna make an unpopular podcast, start talking about politics. And then... And, and then... Not know what the fuck you're even talking about oh, anymore. Yeah, no. Like we were going to side that we shouldn't have any words or part of. We hadn't. We had no knowledge. It was mainly just opinion. It was honestly. It was a, a hour worth of completely ruined the episode. Yeah, multiple episodes. I think we got political. Yeah, that was our we, last attempt at podcast. Yeah. Until now. But now we're back. They've never seen us. We're still unknown to them, though. Just know that we're going about this a different way. Yeah. We won't be political. This won't be... Fuck politics. 100. My name is William. That's Jeremiah. We've been friends since 8th grade. Yep. And we are... Uh, he's 21. I'm 20 now. It's been quite a while. Quite a while. It's been a minute, yeah. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, we started off in 8th grade. And that's when I started the film club there. And we were already friends before then, but I just brought you into the whole film club. Well, I mean, the film club thing was more like a, was more like a, uh, like an official thing. Cause uh, when we were hanging out before, we would still do the like, sh- like you know, yeah, shitty we, films, but we like were it wasn't to just film something when like that was our hangouts. Like we weren't just sitting around. Table. No. Our hangouts was let's try to make a little video some something for you. Like, yeah, it was all it was all fun, and then we hit middle school, and, and man like, decided right. to do it. I talked to uh, my art teacher at the middle school, and I'm like, I want to start a club, get a sponsor. She's like, I'll look into it. Called me in the middle of class, talked about it for an hour, and then it was like established, like it was cool. We had about uh, forty members the first day. Like, that room was filled. I think they were expecting a little bit more than what we provided. Well, we <laughs> So were... a lot of them thought, I mean, a lot of them thought they were, like, head honcho in there and forgetting that you were the one that started the shit. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the best part. Like, you saw everyone trying to... Trying to tell you what to do. And, all, and I'm like, like, I know I wasn't no expert, but I was Nigga, more... we were in middle school. Well, yeah, but, like, I was more known to what they were. All these, they weren't even doing, like, YouTube videos or anything. They were, like, you know. Basically, they had a lot of their own opinions. Like, that very own second. I mean, they they had their own opinions throughout that whole thing, which made a lot of what we do unscripted and more improv than anything. Which I think, I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? We were really young, so, I mean, like. Yeah, no. We were just really trying to get stuff out there. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, 
group still stayed, like the OG group still was. We made our own stuff, not associated with the film club. Like we had film club, and then the teacher kind of started taking over it, and I just let, or she kind of let me and my group, you know, have the Free name. Rain. The name of film club, so we could film around the school and then like the stage, but it wasn't affiliated with the film club. Like I really only started it to get access to the entire school. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just working with film club now, kind of thing. Like I established it, and there was all the other members. Like they started doing their own films and stuff, and I, I, I came up with the. A commercial day, and I made everyone get into groups. Like I, I ran it for like a couple days. Yeah. Like full on, I had, I ran the show. Like, that was pretty cool. Like being able to afford the students. Yeah, and then that you know, and then it transferred to to high school high a school, little bit, a little got bit more serious. Yeah. And, uh, the, took a break though because I started working for the uh, the like the school station for uh that they did all the filming football games yeah Uh i did uh i was a stage technician for a little bit but uh i got film club started in high school just as the same as i did in uh, middle school that got the members and then they started that's that program is still going today like that that is awesome. I have something For real? Oh yeah. It's a step huh. oh film club is like I'm never really in touch with every year I, I really. started a whole You started thing. a thing, dude. I, I started a thing at school. That, 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 that was pretty awesome. That's cool. Um so they're still doing that they do a little film thing every year and like a little film festival of everything they did, so it, I, I I'm I'm so proud of that group for every group that's done it. But the first time they even called me out on stage, were like, you know, none of this would have happened without uh, the founder of our group, William Sturgis. And I'm like, eh. I was with a girl there. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that was like the best, like, <coughs> slide ever. Like, you can't do anything better than that. But uh, now it's 2018. We're, uh, I'm in the process of working on a full movie script. Almost 2019 now. 2019, we're, I'm predicting that's going to be our year. I said it last year, but I lied. Well, <laughs> well, I think um, I think in the past we haven't we haven't really um, been able to grow much, only because of um, you know life. It happens sometimes, you know. Yeah, we everyone. we still we still tried tried our hardest. We filmed. We had a 12 hour day filming. Um, uh, 50 versus everybody. Oh yeah. That was that was a long day of filming and um it was I mean we got it done but the quality it wasn't where we wanted it to be, you know? Not at all. So we're decide so we decided that we that you know that we were going to buckle down. We were going to like like either you're going to fucking do what you're supposed to do and not argue with the script and give positive feedback and not try to improvise your scenes by fucking running in, yelling, and everyone's having a confusing back and forth, you know? That's like, definitely going to be different for you guys. Yeah, the They're dialogue. Yeah, the dialogue was not where it needed to be. The The action scenes weren't where they needed to be. 
it was it was a uh, it, it was cheesy if you want to if you want to say it like that run. you know yeah it was good to see how everyone worked with everyone character wise but yeah it definitely was not where it should have been but you know everything's a work in progress yeah so like, I mean I, I I I learned a lot just from that day like it was not a like I, I would not say that day was a failure even with everything that happened that wonderful day like. No, I mean that. Uh, hey, it it was what it was what we needed to do. You know, we we needed to do it, and we did. And we had a chance to step back and look at ourselves, now, and that's where we're at now. If that the failure of that project, because it was posted, it just wasn't my vision, and that wasn't one hundred percent our fault. But we uh, we had to visit some. Uh, Local sheriff's office on that day. Oh my god. Uh, it was just great. Okay. Alright, like, to even start off, like, I haven't talked to Jeremiah in like, a, like probably a year or two from mm-hmm. that. And uh, I was hanging out with my one friend Kendall, and we were going somewhere. And we, uh, I met up with him, or he was there, and our friend uh, DJ. And we all started talking. He's like, yeah, I got this project I'm filming, like, next week or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you guys want to, like, for old time's sakes kind of thing? And they're like, absolutely. Jer- uh, DJ had worked that day, and that would have been his second day of his job. He worked at the same place I worked. I got him the job, and on the day that he was, uh, on, the, on his second day, his first day wasn't nothing. He spent, in, like, two hours in the office watching videos. So, I mean, like, within the next day, he worked early, and I didn't have to. But that just happened to be the day that we were filming. And so, DJ just hops in my car, and I'm like, so you're not going to go to work? And he was like, nah. And then my manager texts me and says, you know, your boy's fired. <laughs> and then uh, another one of our friends, Brandon, he, 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 called, uh, he called into work saying that his aunt died. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, you guys, like, just because I'm, like, saying we're filming, you, you guys take it a little step further. But I appreciate it. And then, uh... You get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get it done. And so we had about a cast and crew of, what, 12 people? Maybe 10. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, there was a good amount. 12-hour film day, and, uh... We're filming a scene outside, and we're doing a couple takes. We're, like, on take four, and we're kind of going over the footage that we just shot, and we see two sheriff's cars pull into the sub and down our street. I already know they're for us. I already know. Um, well, I mean, we came rolling down the street in a blacked-out Jeep with people dressed up in SWAT gear. With guns hanging off of their back. Who called the cops on people wearing SWAT gear? Who called the cops on the cops? People who think that they're fake SWAT. <laughs> okay. They look real to me. I mean, we drove down the street like five times. You gotta figure that we're fake by then, right? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I forgot that. We had to reshoot that like so many times because we couldn't get a steady shot. And one time our uh, cameraman fell when I was making the turn. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that fucked up. We just blew the camera guy in your trip there. We were trying to do it fast because we knew that it would look shady, shady as hell. 
but we had to try to get it right. And that that scene actually was one of the best scenes that we that we filmed in that whole. Like as long like I I had that scene playing to a T. I'm like, we just gotta get it real quick, guys. Yep. And I'm like, all right, this isn't what I wanted. Right, but we wanted to get it really good. Like we didn't want there to be a flaw in that scene because it was it was a very important scene. It was a very cinematic scene. We were we, the the vision of it was to make it look as legit as possible. Um, we got it. We got the I'm, shot. Yeah, I mean, we got it. We got it. But uh, afterwards, uh, six squad cars pull in deep, and they're like walking up to us, and we. And it's it's so it's so funny because as soon as DJ saw them pull up, because he was one of the people on the car, he dropped literally everything. He was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm black. Nope. <laughs> he, he did exactly what he said. I cannot fucking lie. He's like, I'm black. I'm. <laughs> I, they were all fake guns. They were like airsoft guns that were like painted, or like uh, oh, made to shit. look real. Or yeah. no orange tips on wooden. Yeah. That was the issue. Yeah. Okay, so I had a talk. Their boss came. Their supervisor, I think. Supervisor, right? So that was interesting. I got to talk to. Um, they kind of blocked us in. Like I live on a corner, so they blocked intersections and streets of our road. Mm. And the guys or the supervisors like, yeah, you know, I had about ten other cars, lights and sirens, coming here, right? And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. No, I my wrong. apologies. My, but I, I was told as long as I made it look like we were filming, it wasn't going to be a big a deal. He's like, yeah, no. He took down my name. I didn't get a ticket or anything. He was really cool. but uh, Well, because we, we did it right. We had signs up that said filming in progress. And to be honest, we don't. We don't know who called the cops, but we have a pretty good idea. And the, the person that we think did it doesn't like us very much because we filmed so much. Uh, like, we, you know, we're in and out of this house all the time. And sometimes we're outside filming and making a, making a racket. But we always have our signs up that say that we're filming. Like, we try to so, cover all of our, uh, you know, daughter eyes, you know, cross the street. But yeah. It, the, we're still, like, independent. We're We're seeing if something could come out of this, you know? Why not? Life's too short to not to not do shit, you know? But the cops was like, you know, they, they started um, I mean, they to work with right. us. I didn't talk to them. I don't oh, know. no. It, it was funny. Like, there were people filming me. And then they, they, like, the whole group stood probably about 10 feet. And then there was me and, like, don't we have don't we have a lost footage scene of uh of you walking up to the cops when they were like actually there? I think I saw it. Not walking up, but there. It was a Snapchat. It was a Snapchat. That's what it was. Yeah, it's uh me actually talking with the cops and trying not to get us all arrested. Like, yep. I was like, yeah, I talked to some cop and he's like, as long as it looks like you guys are filming, yeah, no, just. I mean, like they pulled up and saw that they, that we were a pretty motley crew. It was like, it was like not that when they once they pulled up, they knew it wasn't deep. Like yeah. they knew it wasn't serious. They like walked that. up to us though with their hands on their gun. They were ready. Well, yeah, just in case because the report was is that they there, the, had the guns, report so. was that there were four armed 
men with assault rifles hanging off of a jeep. That was the you told me the report or the callback. Yeah, I remember that. They were all lights and sirens coming to our house. That was wonderful. That's scary, but wonderful. Yep. But after that, they the cops were like, "Oh, you guys are just doing a raid? That's cool. Like, you guys got a business card? Like, uh, you know, it, once the situation got diffused, like they were pretty cool. It was, um, yeah. I mean, like they're they're just there doing their jobs and stuff. But like, um, if you get that call in this 2018 world, then yeah, you're gonna come heavy. Yeah, especially with all the craziness happening in the world right now. I, I we understood, but. You know, we thought, you know, we, we didn't expect, we didn't, we didn't assume that the cops weren't going to get called. If we hadn't have done it quick, like, we knew that there was a risk that someone would call the cops. Because we were also by a main road where the scene started, yeah. where cars were passing by, and here's my truck, where the cameraman's at in my bed, and filming the Jeep with all the people hanging convoy. off of it. It was a convoy, right. And so we did that multiple times, multiple times. Like, we knew that the risk was that the cops were going to get called, if anything. And we took that risk. Yeah. If we had to talk to a neighbor, that would have been cool. Like, that would have been way less. I mean, uh, we could have called the sheriff's office and let them know, like, we're doing this kind of thing. And we could have, but, you know. Eh, we learned. That's it's whatever. Cops are just interesting. Yeah, cops are interesting. They're like they're not. Sometimes they I don't understand them. them. I don't understand them. There was this. Um, there's. A, I. I think. I think I told you about this. Um, my grandma broke her hip a few weeks oh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, like this is after I was in California. Uh, I'll tell you guys about California after this, but but since we're already talking about cops, right, right. I was on my way to visit my grandma in the rehab center. And go drop off a few things and say hello to her or whatnot. And I'm taking Imlay City Freeway or Highway to to buttfuck nowhere, basically. <laughs> and I'm driving, I'm driving. A state cop pulls up right behind me and gets bumper to bumper with me while I'm going 70 miles an hour. So I'm like, okay, he's running my plates. And so I'm like, okay. So I just driving, driving, going the speed limit, not giving him a reason. But then all of a sudden he pull, he he turns on his lights, and I'm like, oh well, fuck, I'm gonna get pulled over, and for what? So I get into the, I get into the, the right hand lane, because on the left side there's nowhere to pull over. So I merge over, and I'm slowing down, and this dude turns off his lights evens with me looks at me like and then just pulls off i i i put my hands up i'm like what the fuck just happened and then this dude that was behind me pulled up next to me uh, pulled up next to me and was like what was that and i was and i just looked at him like i have no fucking clue like that's, that's terrible like that's the, and, and the funny thing is that he got off exactly where i was getting off and went straight down the road while I went straight down the road halfway and then turned left because that's where I had to go. And I'm like that that was that was stupid. And like sometimes you can't like predict like the way cops act because I seriously thought I was getting pulled over. Like no, well I mean he flicked on his sirens. Like were you going the speed limit? Like maybe seventy miles an hour was the speed limit. I was going seventy miles an hour, especially and once I saw him behind me. Right? 
Yeah. All the way to the left lane. Yeah. He could have been just saying you're slow, but like, because they do that, but it's stupid to. Yeah, but he just took off. Right. He broke the speed limit once he took off. He was he had to have been going about 80, 90 once he once he turned off his sirens and and you know passed me. I'm like, but why turn on your sirens and stuff just to make me merge over when you could have just waited for for a lane to clear and then do it? Like, why'd you have to turn on your lights just to make me merge over? Like, that's a potentially dangerous situation. If I was caught by surprise and like had merged over, if like there's cars all around me, I merge over and I'm thinking that I'm in a rush because this dude's pulling me over, and so. And then he just turns off his sirens. Like, what if I had stopped on the side of the road, you know? Like, like what if I did just go and stop? Like, what What then? He's just going to pass me still? Like, while I'm sitting here on the side of the road, while everyone's going 80 yeah, miles man. an hour by me? I'm like, what am I going to do, merge back on? Like, I got to wait a whole nother, like, it's 10 crazy. minutes for the traffic to clear. And just to merge back. You just to get a good shot, yeah. But that didn't happen, so I'm like, I'm like, whatever, just whatever. <laughs> How was California? Oh, okay, California. California was nice. I was there uh, visiting my family. It was, um, it was for Thanksgiving and my grandma's 80th birthday, and we had to go and spread my mom's dad's ashes and my grandpa's ashes, and so we took a trip, and um, and this is if you guys aren't aware, how could you not? But if you guys aren't aware. There are there were fires in California, massive fires. Uh, I think it's I think it's a record. I think it was a record breaking uh, wildfire, and um, this is that that's been ravaging California for weeks now. And when we got there, like well before the flight was delayed because of all the smoke, like they like they're like the runway is not clear or whatever for landing, so we had to wait like an hour before we took off. So that was bull. But then when we got there, we got off, and I literally could not breathe. Like, the air quality was just just above hazardous. Like, I had to get off of the, get off of the plane and just sit there and go like this. <sighs> just taking deep breaths because the air quality was not like, like we need more than 6% oxygen to breathe. And I could tell how hard it was once I stepped, once I got out of the terminal and outside waiting for our ride. My aunt was supposed to pick us up. So we were waiting there and I could just feel the constricting in my lungs. I'm like, wow, I'm like, the air quality really is shitty. Everyone's wearing masks. I had to wear a mask because I have weak lungs ever since I got sick or whatever, but... So I had to keep myself in check. I had to get a buterol while I was out there. And you don't know what a buterol is. Just an inhaler. But, um, but yeah, it was like the air quality was really bad. And, and the funny thing is that I was in San Francisco. The fires were five hours away. That's yeah, how massive it is. Yeah, right. That is how massive it was. You know, I... Shoot, man. I always like taking trips like that, though. But remember when we went to New Jersey? Oh, yeah. That was like almost a year ago. We drove to New Jersey from here. To Michigan, yeah. That was a really interesting trip. A lot of stuff A lot of stuff happened on that trip. We we had a lot of fun. In Pennsylvania, we saw that uh, 
Yeah. Some of it says they lost the lighting in the room, so that's why they're out. But some of it says to go right off the uh uh off the road, crash and be rusty. Yep. The dude I mean, we found out later that the dude died. We had already assumed that he did. Right. Because the cab was completely smushed. The fire was the 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 fire engulfed the whole truck. There was no way my man's got out of there. And he drove through like half of the stretch of woods and just landed on this big thick tree. Like and it just crushed him. It was it it was bad. We were backed up in traffic for like 20, 30 minutes going down this straightaway on the freeway. And um, there were multiple cops, fire trucks, all that stuff, like just okay. blocking everything. And then, yeah, once we got to the end of the traffic, we passed the, we passed all that stuff and whatever. We were like, oh, my God, this is fucking horrible. Like we, like, we had our camera out. Oh, yeah, we filming. Like, because we were filming the trip. We were filming the, like, from start to finish, we were filming. Um, but once we got towards the end, there were military, uh, vehicles parked up and like trying to do their best to, uh, to help the first responders. Um, yeah, no, dude, I'm assuming he fell asleep and drove off the side. So my truck driver's got a hard job, dude. Could you imagine driving for that long? Going like, like international. Yeah. They're probably going to have to help you with those, uh. Nope, they're the reason why five hour energy's a thing. Yeah, pretty much. That's terrible. Yep. New Jersey was cool though. We uh drove right past Scranton. Yep. Dude, have you uh realized how many like you're you're gonna be seeing more, but ever since Kenny the Hill got put on a Hulu, like so many videos and memes I guess are coming through and if you ever watch that show, like, Hank is still dealing with today's problems. Yeah. And like, it's, like, if, if you watch that show, I, I'm still, it's, it's crazy. No, I like those, all those old shows, uh, Judge, uh, Mike Judge. Mike Judge. Yeah. Uh, it started, it started for me with Beavis and Butthead. Uh, right. Like, I, I, I love that show. I love their movie. And uh, I watched King of the Hill. It's it's one of those older older animations that you can like feel, you know. Right. Like they got like a story to it, and everything's sort of simple, you know. And but like, they deal with the problems, and I, I, like it really confuses me how there's like still like sexism and racism today. Like those shows should have fixed everything. Like, if everyone as a kid watched those shows, today would be a better place. Well, that's the thing. I mean, while most people, you know, didn't watch that show, you got to think, like, what what else could they have been watching, you know? Like, I don't want to throw, throw uh, any kind of show under the bus or whatever, but if a young adult, uh, like, at the age of, like, 12, started watching South Park. Right. South Park is a politically funny show, and it's vulgar, but there's a lot of racism and uh, a lot of ignorance that is that is portrayed in the show, but but portrayed in a way that is only funny and makes sense to an adult audience. Right. I guarantee you that our youth picks up on these shows like South Park, Family Guy, American Dad, 
And I wouldn't have pushed him in the hell anywhere near that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. He's in the hell of almost like a like AMA square still, but that is like the most family cartoon family out there. Like, I mean, it's family oriented because it's it's like. Well, I mean, Family Guy was family oriented at one point, but now they're pushing way more for the most of their children. F- well, Family Guy. Back back in their early days, early, uh, early. Family Guy days. I do. I would say that they that at the end of every episode that they had a life lesson that was learned at the end of the episode. But once you hit like season, season six, yeah, everything just, everything just went to it, comedy. Everything, back to normal. everything went to comedy after all that. It just got. I think Seth MacFarlane said that um, if he ever does a Family Guy movie, it's just gonna be the most. Yeah. Well, that's because that's what they are now. Like, they're not, I mean, like, yeah, every got, show's got to evolve, but. Not, now everyone is kind of getting into this way harsher. There's going to be a day where they're going to push it where it's, they could, cartoons could be rated R on TV. Well, I mean, like, I think that's already a thing. It's TVMA. TVMA, like, mature audience only. That's sort of like. NC-17 in movie theaters, like yeah. rated R movie theaters, PG-13. Yeah, but uh, all them TV shows, man, like media's got to take into consideration the people that, they, uh, that they're exposing their shows to, you know? Like nobody, like, like really, come on. How many fucking parents do you think are out there? That really put child protective locks on their fucking on their fucking they TVs. It's too much work. Nobody's gonna do it. Seriously, they they'd rather monitor their children. But Most when I was a kid, care. yeah, when I was a kid, I used to stay up late just to watch those shows. Mm-hmm. So I was like, tell me that a kid won't go that far though. They do. They will. Oh, so yeah, they're gonna that's... they're gonna be exposed to those shows exactly. literally all the time, regardless of of how you uh, try to protect them. They're gonna, especially now with with fucking phones these days, man. Oh yeah, you can pull anything. Up anything now. and every fucking little kid in the world has a fucking iPhone. I swear to God. I'm I swear. I bro. That's I, gonna be a, a, a terrible. Did you? Uh, are you a fan of The Office? Hell yeah. Okay, you know. Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> uh, Paul Liberstein. He's the accountant in that show. Mm-hmm. And he's a producer for the show first, and he's an actor second, but he was a producer for King of the Hill. Really? Which is crazy. Really? Yeah, 100%. I looked into this, and Angela, she voiced the character in King of the Hill. If you... Oh, you know what? I... I, 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 yeah, okay, now, you're jogging my memory now, yeah. like, now I'm thinking of it, yeah. If, um... If you've seen uh, Parks and Recreation, which mm-hmm. is their sister. It's literally the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I forget his name. Uh, the Indian character. who The native, like, native Indian character. And he put the curse on the Wamakofi and all that. Uh-huh. He plays, jo- he voiced John Redcorn in King of the Hill. No way. He is, that's him. John Redcorn, he voiced the character. It, 
Dog. King of the Hill is in the same spectrum as The Office and Parks and Rec. Rec. Wow. Like, That's just, crazy. I, like, I was watching King of the Hill, and I've seen Paul's name, and I'm like, I know that name. That guy, he's the one that looks like Malcolm Moore. Dude, that's, that's insane, bro, because, like, a lot of actors also do voice acting. Eventually, yeah. Eventually. Or at some point in every person's career, it, whether it be an animated movie or an animated show, they're going to do voice acting. Actors are jacks of, like, all trades. Once they, once they, once they get their career started Bird and stuff. Uh, Will on that. Yeah. And, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Pinkman is... Too. Really? Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. I'm not gonna lie, I don't watch that show. What? Bojack. Oh, dude, I, I love that show so much. Really? If you're yeah. into the Hollywood lifestyle, that's exactly what you want to watch. I don't know how I feel about Hollywood. I to mean, be honest yeah. with you, I don't know how I feel about Hollywood. You kind of have to know certain people's like life story. Like it's almost a uh, Bob Saget kind of life story. Mm. But then there's um. Having two and uh Charlie Sheen's kind of like situation in there, the two and a half men. Yeah. Um. There, there's a lot in that show, but you kind of have to know a lot before. Like they base it on real stories, and you know you pick out like, oh that happened to so many people with uh, Sarah Lynn or whatever her name is, uh, Ola Dean and stuff. Like young. Uh huh. You know these. Actresses go starting off at like the Olsen twins, right? And then they the Olsen twins, wow. they're like they they join Hollywood at like baby age, they're raised in it. They're gonna end up doing drugs and OD. Look, I don't look, yeah, I don't want to like get too into it, but I think I think the main reason why I don't like one of the main reasons why I don't like know how I feel about Hollywood is because all this shit that's somehow coming up. In recent now. years, now, and and to be honest, I sort of kind of believe, you know, like, but at the same time, who am I to assume that though? I look, things are gonna be brought as facts, and then that's then that's what's gonna put the nail in the coffin for me. But but for now, I can't speak on something that I don't know about. You know, I see all these interviews. Uh, you know, um, you know the the guy that played um. Stand by me, and Lost Boys. You don't remember? Uh, I know what I'm trying to. The kid with the glasses. He was in Lost Boys, the vampire movie. He was one of the kids, and then he grew up in the other movie. Yeah, me neither. I can't. I can't either, dude. That's that's funny. Look, look. He speaks out vocally about. Hollywood, and I don't want to get too into it, but mainly, it mainly about child molestation. Oh, Kevin Spacey. N- well, he was one of the recent ones, but that that had to do I with heard some child molestation, and I thought it took uh, Kevin Spacey. No, I knew. Well, Kevin Spacey was a re- is a recent person that that's being looked at in th- in this, you know. But uh, Hollywood is uh, it's. I believe that Hollywood is a corrupt industry right now. Yeah. I mean, it, everything just... Hollywood needs to crash low-key, though. Because mm-hmm. if you look at all the independent projects coming out, they are a lot, a lot better. Like Netflix. 
I don't even think they're Hollywood. Because it has real emotion. Hollywood, it, Hollywood is made off of exaggerating what is real in life. They exaggerate it, like Avengers. I like the Avengers, like as as a movie franchise, I like it. But to be honest, when when people leave that movie theater, how many of them uh, feel empowered by seeing these people that were regular at first and now somehow becoming super and going against like all the odds and stuff like that? Like, I can see how it can be inspiring, but it's also not real life, you know. Independent films are all real. They're, I mean, like they 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 they, they connect to human emotion is what I'm saying. Usually real stories, like if Hollywood, they're running out of original ideas. That's why. That's why they like, keep remaking stuff. Like that's why they have. Oh, we can't do a fifth Transformer movie. We'll do Bumblebee. We'll do yeah. We'll like, do Bumblebee. It's like Toy Story Four. They need to come up with like original stuff. Like yeah, I'm look. I'm all for media. I love uh, theater arts. I love cinematic. I, I love it. But um, but the recent the recent decline in quality coming out of Hollywood it's 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 it's, 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 dis- it's disturbing, right? It's it's noticeable and it's disturbing. It's disturbing me. And you know, I've always I've always leaned more towards the independent side of films, but like uh, Sundance, I, I fucking love Sundance. I want to go to their festival one time, but um, because that's all that's everyone wants a passion, right? Because there's real human emotion. Like, They're not just people that do it for a paycheck. They do it because they have a passion for it. I'm not saying that people like Spielberg have no passion for the movies that they have, but I'm saying that they probably used to have more passion back when they started than where they are now because now it's all about money, 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 remake, remake, remake. Uh, here's a new idea followed by seven other remakes. It's like, it's nothing anymore, dude. But you don't ever see that in independent films. It's all real human emotion. People who are living their lives and trying to do something with them without having toxic influences, which is what Hollywood is right now. I wish more people would stay independent. Like, mm-hmm. like the Saw movies, that started off as an independent short film. It did. And now there's like, what, six or seven of them? I have the, I have the whole, uh, I have the trilogy of Saw up until the fifth movie, I want to say. Up until the fifth movie, I think I have all of them. And then this last one called Jigsaw, it was stupid. It, it was literally like the it was literally like the first one. It's like Eminem. Like he probably should have stopped a long time ago and he would have stayed on top. But as he kept going, he ruined it. Yeah, I mean like at the end of the day that was his choice to do. I mean, yeah, it's their choice, but like you know, do you want to do just stop and stay a legend? Or do you want to keep going just to make more money? I don't think he's doing it for the lyrics now. I think he's doing it more for the message. Not even for the message. I don't even think he's doing that. I think it's for a paycheck. Like, really? I think he's he's worth a lot of money. You really think he needs another paycheck? Yeah. He's already worth billions. He's probably going to be in jail very soon. But with that, we're going to end our first podcast episode of House of 50. I'm Morning Service. And I'm Jeremiah Wicks.
Dang, goal 24. <laughs> wow.